welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What is up, Mad Mob? Wow. Yeah. That was a robust one. Came came from the <laughs> diaphragm. Buffer-esque. Yeah, uh, week five. We're going with the rest of the week five games. Uh, DFS lineups. What happened? Oh, yeah, we got to go over what happened last week as well and overall um, overall standings. Gentlemen. We do. Are, are we going to hit on the CTFL? Or has Goni officially labeled it an unmentionable? Uh, Spoiler alert, I'm in last. There we go. I'll just get it out the way. We we can hit the CTFL. Yeah, I think we'll, we should. We'll hit them all every wait, week. I mean, didn't we? Hit I, the, I don't know why you're wait, asking. We hit the CTFL in the week review, right? I thought we did it at the same time we did uh did our fantasy lineups, right? Our DFS plays. Am I wrong? I, don't, I think I don't we did know. it on the review also. I don't know, because uh, I, I I distinctly remember talking about you having a a phenomenal week. You're right, I did. You're right. Oh gosh, this is sorry, YouTube. This is what this is what happens in the background of uh, our little podcast here, man. So all right. We'll just. I'll run through. Sure. I'll run through it really quick again. Goni had sixty seven point five six this week. I had fifty six point four four. You had one hundred thirty five point four two. Bring the totals to two forty nine point oh four for Goni. Three forty one point two two for me. Four oh three point oh four for you. Uh, big week. You rode Jared Goff and T.J. Hawkinson to uh, almost eighty points between them two. So that's the CTFL this week. In case we didn't mention it. I'm beating you guys without a flex because I chose Jamison Williams. I'm pretty sure we all are missing players. I, I even have players in my lineup that just don't play. <laughs> I have a permanent zero in my flex spot. You guys at least have got something. Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay might as well be permanent zeros, man. Uh, let's be <laughs> honest, dude. You're not going to get 80 out of Hawkinson and Goff every week. Calm down. That's what I'm saying. It's I needed it because I have a permanent zero. Did you have the updates on the the records as well, the crappy team records? Oh, I did. Yeah, you got to throw those in as well. Updates I, all around. Dude, I could have swore we did because we were talking so much trash about you this week. Goni's Part got the Goni's got a sneaky a sneaky good duo here. Uh, me yeah, and like Goni are tied three and f- yeah, three and Uh-oh. five. Okay. We're both tied at three and five. Uh, Begley's 500. Ooh, let's go. The G men carrying me. You say 500? So yeah. four and four? Mm hmm. Huh? The G men, bro. Three and one. The G men. Big win last week. Zachary Wilson winning me doinks, which going to, you're scared. He got 20 points first game. Yeah, it's kind of rough. You're scared to death. He's catching up to J- Justin Fields. Justin Fields for LVP. Let's go. You thought that was a lock, too. You were so excited to make that doink. I was. I talked so much trash in the offseason and week one and week two and week <laughs> three. <laughs> you look, I deserve this. You look really dumb. Not uh, yet. <clears throat> Wayne, do you mind if I shoehorn the intro here? Uh, go ahead. I want to ask you guys a question. So I, I can't take credit for it, but I saw it on Reddit, and I thought it was a really interesting question. What do you guys consider your golden rule of fantasy? Like, what's something you do every fantasy season? It's a hard, fast rule. You live and die by it every year. Going on, I'll start with you. Two strong running backs, man, every time. Generally, at least recently over the years, and I know Wayne has been in the same position, but we always get put in the back whenever it comes to a startup or a redraft, just any kind of draft order. We're always anywhere between 10 and 12, usually within a spot or two from each other. So we know each other's strategies pretty well. We know kind of 
who the other one's going for. We've played fantasy long enough as well, but I usually always like to go running back, running back. I feel like that is a good foundation for your, your team wide receivers come and go, you know, all season. And I feel like that's just a more easily replaceable position. So that's, that's my golden rule. Take two strong running backs. What do you think, Wayne? Um, my golden rule has, has always been to take uh, personal fanhood out of fantasy decisions. Uh, I personally, this year, uh, I'm in five, five leagues and excluding one dynasty. That's like four years deep. I own no Buccaneers. And that's not me saying avoid people that you're a fan of. It's just me saying like a lot of people tend to reach a little bit too high just to get the player that's on their team. Uh, and it's, it'll, it's detrimental. So, so my thing is to just, whenever I'm making a trade, whenever I'm drafting, uh, whenever I'm dropping somebody, picking somebody up, uh, any sort of roster decisions, I I make sure to set all fanhood aside in the decision making process. I love it. That's a really good one. And, and and what what we were actually talking about before the show started, in dynasty leagues in particular, you can take advantage of the people that don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to currently fleece somebody. He's a fan of the Eagles, and I have A.J. Brown, and I am trying my best to get a King's Ransom for him. And Mad Mob, the guy he's trying to trade him to, already has Miles Sanders, uh, Jalen, Hurts. Jalen Hurts, and I think one other. I think Dallas Goddard, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. And Don't isn't he that, last in our league right now? Or second to last? Yeah. He's close to last, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to try. Uh, my... My hard rule of thumb, and, and Goni and Wayne don't really agree with this, so I'm kind of on an island here on the podcast, but I chase volume. And I like guys who who get a lot of targets, get a lot of carries. It's all about volume and fantasy. Give me opportunity. Uh, Gone is more of a touchdown kind of guy. He likes to touchdown dependent players. If he could roster Mike Evans you know, six times over, he would do it. Uh, Wayne, I mean, Jamal Williams is Wayne's favorite player. They, you know, they like the touchdowns. I like the volume and the opportunity. Okay, that was just that was the weirdest sixty seconds of my life. Like he, he feel, put me in an absolute like mind pretzel there. Yeah. Couldn't be more false on all accounts. All right, so so Begley's golden rule is to get players that are going to score a lot of points on a regular basis. That's a solid. Yeah. That's a solid strat. It is. Now look, man. It's in all seriousness. I, I was obviously I. If you're not watching on YouTube, you should see the shame written on their faces. I, I'm just trying to say, you know, people get seduced by, by touchdowns. Go for the opportunity. It's why we were high on Darnell Mooney to start the year. It didn't hit so far, but he's a volume guy. Should have been. Probably been. too late now. Yeah. Is it too late now? I hey, first double digit game last year, last week. We'll see. I dropped him, man. In a redraft league, I dropped him. I dropped him also. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I can't drop him yet. Not after his best week. In a redraft? I, th- I still got him in, in our WWCD league. Wow. You're a better man than me. It, it'll pay off for you. But there's there's not a lot of the, our waiver wire is very slim in that league, so. That, that's the main reason. I ha- I haven't held on to him because I think he's going to go nuts. I've just held on to him because the options that are available to me aren't much better. So I'll take the potential upside than whoever I could snag off the waiver in his place. I like it. All right. Let's, let's jump into it, shall we? Uh, I believe the first 4 o'clock game, actually let me double check before I get rolling is the 49ers-Panthers, right? Yes, 49ers-Panthers. It's 49ers in Carolina. Carolina plus 6.5. The over-under is set at 39. Don't love it. Definitely don't love it. No, this is a game I would stay away from as a better. Um, Man, as bad as Baker's looked, how can you put money on Baker? Give me the Niners. Give me the over, but it's going to be close. Um, McCaffrey and Debo are the only two guys I feel great about in this game. Maybe Jeff Wilson? 
Kittle? No. No, no Kittle, huh? I mean, if you have Kittle, you're playing him. I just don't feel great about him. You're not firing up Brandon Ayuk? Not this week. Man, that's Begley's boy. Is it my boy, or did I just was I able to just blast Wayne's skull in with it one week? It was an easy Both. read. Both. It wasn't a blast. It was a, it was a gentle tap. Uh, yeah, I haven't bet on him since for a reason. It was just such a good matchup. Yeah, give me give me the 49ers as well. But even so, I don't feel good about it. I really don't. Give me the under. I feel like we've got just defense here. Panthers have a pretty good defense as well. It's not like Jimmy G is phenomenal or anything. His his playmakers make the plays, really. He gains a lot of yardage by, you know, after the catch kind of contributions from guys like Debo. So yeah. give me the under on it. Ah, I don't love it. You've pretty much covered everyone that we would play. Would you play Jimmy in this game if you have to? One quarterback, obviously. Stream? No. Nah. I don't think so either. Nah. I'd rather play Geno Smith. Uh, give me Carolina. Give me the under. Uh, not a lot of fantasy action in this one, unfortunately. Um, not riding with DJ Moore this week. Uh, CMC, obviously. I think I think CMC is the only Panther. Debo, George. I'm I'm running with George Kittle this week for sure, especially with what you paid for him. You almost have to start him if he's on your roster. Sure. But overall, not a lot of action in this one. Our next game, uh, Eagles at Cardinals. Cardinals plus five. The over-under is set at 49. Give me the Eagles. I think they keep rolling. Give me the over. I like a lot. I think this is going to be a good fantasy game. Um, I love A.J. Brown. I love Devonta Smith in this. Um, I love Dallas Goddard. I think Dallas Goddard is a, is a really nice play. And I think Miles Sanders is another great play. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles as well. I'm taking the over. The Eagles are the last remaining undefeated team in the league, boys. I mean, they're playing great football. And as of right now, the Cardinals are among the NFL's most just banged up teams. They had nine guys miss practice, uh, a couple of linemen. Um, Hollywood Brown was was one of them also. So, yeah, give me give me the over, give me the Eagles on that one. Do you play Greg Dortch this week is the question on everyone's mind. Absolutely not. Rondo Moore took a lot of snaps from him last week. But he didn't do anything with it. He didn't, but he kept Dorch off the field. Dorch, Dorch to me is borderline drop, drop worthy. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I actually agree. Dorch is, uh, Dorch's fantasy value has run its course, in my opinion. I think yeah. Hollywood's the only receiver that you can start. Uh, do y'all start James Conner this week? No. If I can help it, no. Same. No. I like Dallas Goddard a whole lot. I think he has great potential this week. I think he goes off. Cardinals are amongst the worst in the league at defending the tight end. So have that man slotted. Yeah. I I think Zach Ertz is, is probably a play this week just because of what Philly does to the outside guys. You know? Goddard versus uh, Zach Ertz. Doink a bit? No. I'm taking Goddard. Man. Yeah, I'm going. I'm running with Philly in this one minus five. Uh, give me the over. Reluctantly. Yeah, I'm with you where's, all. Where's Jalen Hurts right now in your MVP race? I think I asked this last week, and then we had a week of football happen. And where's he slot now? He's got to be at two now, right? Behind Lamar. So he's Behind. ahead of Josh Allen. I think so at this point, dude. I agree. 4-0 speaks, speaks for itself, Connie. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to argue with you. Honestly, I, I like it. I like it as of right now. But I think after this week, the, I think the hierarchy might change a little bit. He could slot up the number one. Josh Allen's got a juicy matchup that I expect him to put up 30-plus fantasy points. Oh, it's close. It's so close. It's, it, it should be a good week for, for fantasy football this week. All right, our next game, uh, the boring game of the week, Cowboys at Rams. Uh, 
Rams minus five and a half. Cowboys five and a half point dogs over under at 42 and a half. And it's been bet up, which is kind of surprising. This is a Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys easy on this. Give me the over. It's Cooper Rush season, which I'm assuming that's why I bet it, it got bet up because there was a possibility of that coming back to start the week. Look, man, the Cowboys have the formula. Grind the game down, get the run game going, get Cooper Rush going and play action. The Rams are surprisingly the worst uh, worst defense against wide receivers. They've given up more wide receiver fantasy points than any other team in the league, which is kind of surprising. I I like CeeDee Lamb, and I like Gallup a lot in this game. I don't love CeeDee Lamb at all. He's going to have Jalen Ramsey on him. It hasn't mattered. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey has I, I not suppose, been man. phenomenal this year. No, he hasn't. He hasn't, but he's still Jalen Ramsey. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, Dak Prescott didn't practice on Wednesday. He didn't practice on Thursday. It, so we're going to say Cooper Rush is playing. Do you play? Uh, I'm actually. I'm going to take the Rams, though, in this game. Um, I'm going to take the under, though. I think it's going to be low scoring on both sides. Do you play... Any running backs here? No, definitely not. I'm I'm sitting Zeke currently this week, um, in a couple leagues actually. So Tony Pollard, same thing. You might if you need to in a pinch, you might get an explosive play. So maybe I would feel a little more comfortable with him. I think Um, you're hoping for a goal line, one or two yard touchdown out of Zeke, really, if you play him. And then on the other side of the ball. Is it going to be Cam Akers or is it going to be Daryl Henderson? You just don't know, and that's why the, you can't start either of them. The week old question that we ask. Goni, would you do a doink bet? I'll take Tony Pollard. You take Zeke? No, I I just got done saying I'd rather play Tony Pollard over Zeke, man. Were you listening? <laughs> yeah, I, I was. You're right. Pollard's, Pollard is the only guy to play, I think, out of the backfield. I If Allen Robinson's going to break out, Mark my words, this is the game to do it. He gets Anthony Brown. Anthony, wide receiver twos have feasted on Dallas all year long. If he's going to do it, this is it. I've got an over-under for you guys just because if you watched the game last week, I think Cooper Cup had 19 targets. He was just forcing it in. I don't know if you saw the pick six by Hufunga. Yes. On the 49ers, it literally smacked this man straight in the chest as he undercut the ball on a route out in the flat to Cooper Cup at the end of the game. And uh, over under 13 and a half targets for Cooper Cup this week. If he gets the digs treatment under. Say he does. We'll just assume he does. So under. under? Yeah. Wayne, he's before last week he was averaging nine and a half targets per game, um, so I still think thirteen and a half is a little bit over. So what let's he bring typically it down has. to eleven, eleven and a half. So I would say under thirteen and a half. Eleven and a half. We'll make the line then. I would go <laughs> over eleven and a half. I got it at thirteen. Thirteen targets is what you say. That that that's what I got the line at, and I'm going to hold you to it. Oh, I was going to bring you down as well on the targets. They apply for both. Either way, uh, it just all goes back to whether or not Allen Robinson is going to actually get some play. He 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 got one thrown up to him in the end zone when, where he was blanketed at the end of that game, and then Stafford went straight back to throwing a Cooper Cup. So uh, obviously you see that you're not winning games like that, which actually I, I saw a stat the other day anyways. I wouldn't really worry about it. They've lost seven in a row. To the 49ers. It's a divisional game. 49ers got their number. They beat the 49ers in the playoffs when it matters. So regular season, not really that big a deal to me. But I want to see Allen Robinson involved. I have this man on fantasy teams. We all do. I'm pretty sure. We want to see him get some some play. You paid him a lot of money. Throw him the ball. If he's going to do anything, it's this week. If he doesn't do anything this week against Anthony Brown, I'm dropping him. Yikes. Fair enough. Yikes, indeed. All right, our next game, a good divisional matchup. Uh, Bengals at Ravens. Ravens minus three. 
Over-under is at 47. Give me the Ravens. Give me the over. I like. I think this is another fantasy-friendly game. Uh, I like Rashad Bateman to have himself a game. I mean, I don't. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I feel like this is a trap, though. Honestly, I think it's kind of a little trappy. Bengals usually play the Ravens pretty well. With that being said, I'm going to take the Bengals and I'm going to take the under for this game. Jamar Chase tore them up last year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like it for him. I like T. Higgins in the game. Um, we'll just we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. You play your Joe Mixons, of course. You play Hayden Hurst, one of the streams of the week that I I mentioned back on the waiver wire show. The Ravens secondary is pretty awful. I'd personally stream him if you're into that kind of thing. Definitely. J.K. Dobbins, you're rolling out, obviously. Uh, Devin Duvernay. Do you play Devin Duvernay in a pinch in a deep flex? Negative. Negative. Man, he's another guy where you're hoping for an explosion play touchdown. He only gets a couple receptions a game, uh, and they've generally been big-time plays. So, Is Gus Edwards back this week, don't he? Uh, he came off the pup. I don't know if he's going to play or not, though. Not yet, at least. I, I, I'm curious to see the splits between him and J.K. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about give, Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd? No. Wayne? No? Tony? No. In a pinch. I would play him in a pinch. I'd play him over Devin Duvernay for sure. That's Ooh. fair. If we're just Wayne. going with with a game game matchup. Wayne, do you go Tyler Boyd or do you go Noah Brown? Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd or Michael Gallup? Gallup. Michael Gallup. Okay. Give me the Bengals plus three. Uh, actually, give me the, o- the over. Uh, I think it's... I don't know. I think these offenses are both uh, stellar, and they're going to show out. I think this is going to be a high-scoring one personally. Tyler Boyd or Allen Robinson? A-Rob. I'd give A-Rob one more chance. I, I would, too. This is, this is the week to do it, man. I'm telling you. All right. Monday night matchup. Raiders at Chiefs, divisional matchup. Chiefs minus seven, over under at a whopping 51. I feel pretty strongly about this one. Give me the Raiders in a divisional matchup and give me the under. Give me Josh Jacobs for 100 yards this game. That's not outlandish. That's my bold prediction of the week. Give me the Raiders and the over in this game. Uh, same thing. I think that the divisional matchup, I think that the Raiders are, the, I feel like the Raiders have been good enough in every game this season to only lose by seven or less, really. I, I don't expect them to win, but uh, I can see them covering the spread for sure. We uh we finally got a glimpse of what the Raiders could be last week. Uh, I think seven is is a big line in a division. So give me the Raiders plus the points. Give me as much as I don't want to take an over that high uh, this year, especially. Uh, I'll take the over in this one, uh, boys. What what Chiefs receivers are we are we putting in our lineup this week, if any? I like Juju. He's the only one I'm playing. We've done this every week so far. I've taken Juju the last couple. He's put up 13.9 and 9.6 over those last two weeks. I'm riding with Juju again out of the three wide receivers. It's It's got to yeah. be asked every week. I mean, because you it know does. there's people out there that have their Mecoles, MVSs, Jujus. Uh, they got to know. Uh, it's, Wait. Yep. Mac Hollins or – 
any Chiefs receiver not named Juju? Matt Collins. Man. Yeah, I'm with him. Matt Collins. Okay. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Isaiah Pacheco or Jarek McKinnon? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, CEH. That one's an easy one, I think. Who scores more fantasy points? Devontae Adams or Travis Kelsey? Oof. That's a very That's a good, good one. one. I'm going with Devontae, though. Man, Devontae I think th- Adams. I think they're going to need Travis Kelsey to help on the edge more. I'm going to probably take Travis Kelsey in this one. Mm. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Wayne. Give me Devontae. KC's been kind of a friendly uh, fantasy defense. Right to give him the fourth most running back points, tenth most wide receiver points. Las Vegas is one of the staunchest defense against tight ends. Weirdly enough, they've been a weird. leaky bucket everywhere else. They may have just not really faced anyone with, you know, a strong tight end. Wayne, let me look at it. Chargers, Wayne, I, Arizona, Titans, Denver. So no, they haven't faced anyone with a, a great tight end. There you go. There's well, your they also have. Arguably the best tandem of edge rushers. So a lot of the times, tight ends got to stay home when you play yep. the Raiders. Wayne, Kelsey or Andrews this week? Andrews, Andrews. against the Bills. Kelsey against Raiders. Okay. How do you feel about our doink? By the way, you still feel good about it? Uh, what was it? Our Kelsey Andrews. Whoever finishes better. Oh yeah, I feel great about it. I think I'm up right now. As of right now. Also, Wayne, going back to yours, one of those two edge rushers is going to be out for 10 weeks. Eight to 10 weeks, to be exact. Joey Bosa. Out for the Chargers? Mm hmm. The Raiders have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking the wrong divisional matchup. Yeah, I was like, I was like, (laughs) which one of them got injured? I missed that. I'm surprised you didn't just hit me with a, all right, man. No, yeah, Mad Mob, for those of you that don't watch the YouTube channel, you just miss the faces we make when things like that are said. Yeah. We both yeah. just kind of stared at Goni like, what? I was looking at my notes like, what? am I stupid? Or no, Goni's stupid. Okay. Good. No, it's me. It's me. <laughs> hey, these things happen. Hey, Wayne, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a once in a lifetime chance here. Kelsey on the year is 10 more fantasy points than Mark Andrews. I'll give you an opportunity to get out of our doink bet if you want to right now. Is that cool, fear man. I smell? I, I'm just I'm I'm offering a lifeline to Wayne. Let's see if he takes it. Um, no. What? Okay. No, boy, ten toes down. All right, I like it. I I, I respect it. Goni, I'm not like you, man. Right? I don't I don't bank what? on things like cancer. Why? Why? What? Who? Who rescinds a doink when they're up, especially? I'm not. Re- I'm, I'm just asking Wayne on air. He's nervous. I'm giving him an opportunity to reconsider. I just want to see where his head's at. I'm not nervous. Boots are shaking. I was the one who offered the doink. Why would I be nervous? His knees are weak and his palms are sweaty. I'm not asking him to take it back. I'm giving him a once-in-a-lifetime chance to reconsider it. There's There's vomit vomit on on his sweater sweater already. already. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like mom's spaghetti. The things we do He's nervous. But on the surface, he looks (laughs) calm and ready. He he does look calm and ready. But he's not dropping any bombs. And he keeps on forgetting. <laughs> now Andrew's better. <laughs> it was it was for entertainment purposes. I'm not afraid. I'll double down and put I put an, another doink on the existing doink. That's how confident I am. You look like you are afraid to take a stand. Okay. Everybody <laughs> don't hold this man's hand. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, moving let's on, do boys. Some CTFL or Let, let's or let's get to let's get to DFS in. Last week uh, was a close one. We were all within 10 points of each other. Uh, I came in last. Goni came in second. Begley came in first. Uh, Begley dropped 130. Goni 127. Myself 120. Uh, very close. That puts us uh, overall at Begley in the lead at plus one. Me in second at zero. And Goni in last at minus one. 
Russell Wilson, man. If Russell Wilson would have just led a touchdown drive, Mike Boone dropped a 30-yard bomb on fourth down to just seal my fate. If if Russell Wilson would have came down and scored that touchdown, I'd be sitting in uh, – we'd be tied. We'd all be tied. Yeah. Yeah, but, but we're not okay. going to be in here last. Didn't happen. Yeah. Let's get on with it. I, I'll go first, and I mentioned it on a previous show. I'm taking value at QB this week. Give me Teddy Bridgewater against the New York Jets for 6400 Too good to pass up. Man, hmm. he is great for the passing up, to be honest with you. But, uh, I mean, I went ahead. I did the absolute opposite. I spent up on this. I took Josh Allen, most expensive quarterback, for nine grand, playing against Pittsburgh. I expect the slaughter. This man is going to try and further cement his MVP status. And uh, I, I like it. I went on the more expensive end myself with the quarterback this week, which I haven't been doing, and it's been murdering me. Uh, I went with Jalen Hurts against Arizona for 8,600. Wow, I like that one. I was going back and forth between him and Allen. I'm not going to lie. I like it. I like it a lot. For running back, <clears throat> I'm going with Dalvin Cook, a guy that I'm on the podcast not totally liking, uh, but I, I think Dalvin's going to get 20 carries. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I'm going Alvin Kamara. For seven thousand against Seattle, it's um, this is really a play against Seattle. New Orleans, Mark Ingram's banged up. Latavius Murray's there. He's only competing with Tony Jones. Mike Thomas is out. I'm taking a chance. All right, I took Dalvin Cook as well for seventy three hundred. I'm with you on it, and I took James Robinson for eight thousand against Houston. Uh, probably the worst rush defense in the game right now. Uh, yeah, give me J- James Robinson, boys. The trifecta of Dalvin Cook. I took Dalvin Cook as well. Uh, I went with uh, my floor is scary, but but my ceiling is is pretty spicy. I went with Ramondre Stevenson for six thousand. Uh, I like it going against uh, a not so good uh, Detroit team. I think uh, Bill Belichick tries to to milk the clock with uh, their third string quarterback under center. Really like that pick, Wayne. I, th- I think you're okay. Uh, I went with Chris Olave for 6900 Again, I'm trying to take advantage of, the, of that Seattle matchup. Uh, with Mike Thomas, almost certainly not going to play. I think at least some Olave targets. I went with Tyreek Hill for 8400 against the Jets. I spent here. Love the matchup against New York. Then uh, my last receiver is Debo Samuel against Carolina. 73 so you took the stack there, the uh, the Teddy yeah. B, Tyreek stack. I, I went ahead and pulled a stack of my own, took Stephon Diggs, 8,600, going against Pittsburgh. Uh, I think he absolutely tears it up. I went with Chris Godwin at 7,000. May have to come off of him if he ends up not playing. He got plenty of targets, plenty of receptions last week. They're playing against Atlanta. Uh, I'm looking for Tampa Bay to score. And then I... Had to start gaining a little value because I spent so much money on these first five guys. Robert Woods, though, for Tennessee against Washington. Washington has bad secondary. Um, Traylon Burks, you know, is going to be out of the game. Robert Woods is going to be the guy. And I'm, I'm just hoping for a tutty. Gentlemen, this is probably my favorite week of DFS lineups. We are all very like-minded this week. Um, I'm go- My first guy, I'm going with Mike Evans. Uh, I think he I think he finds the end zone again this week like he does almost every single week. It seemed like Tom Brady finally is getting uh, getting his flow going. Uh Begley, I'm with you. I got Chris Olave in there against the Seahawks. Uh just this seems like the Seahawks are always in shootouts. Uh Michael Thomas is out. I think uh I think he's going to benefit. Here I got some good value. Uh Gabe Davis. He's going to make a return. He's going to make a return for me. Isaiah McKenzie banged up, and I agree. I think Josh Allen's going to absolutely demolish the Steelers. Uh, look for Gabe Davis to have a comeback this week for me. I like it. I went with Kyle Pitts at tight end for 5,600, although it's looking like he's not going to play. So if that happens, we will 
reconfigure the lineup. That's going to actually kind of hurt me if he doesn't play. But Tampa has been kind of a, you know, they've got some holes against tight ends this year. Brandon Cooks for 6,800 in my flex against Jacksonville. I think Houston may have to throw to keep up in this game. And I want the Vikings defense for 4,300 in the uh, weekly tradition of fading Chicago's offense. All right. I went ahead and I took Logan Thomas for the tight end spot. 5,200. Still looking for value around here. Uh, They're playing against Tennessee. Uh, As I mentioned, I took Robert Woods. Logan Thomas is playing against the 27th worst ranked against the tight ends, basically, in Tennessee. Um, So I like him there for 5,200. In the flex, I took Kareem Hunt at 5,900. Playing against the Chargers. I'm thinking that the 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 Browns are going to be down at some point in the third or fourth. I'm going to have like two points probably going into the late third, early fourth quarter, and I'm looking for Kareem Hunt to absolutely just PPR people to death, uh, gain some value, hopefully score a touchdown. And then I punted on defense. I took the Seahawks for 3,100 against New Orleans. I'm I'm just hoping that the injuries to you know Kamara and Jameis um, kind of just hinder that offense. So I kind of punted there. All right. Uh, I went with uh, Tyler Higby uh, at tight end for 5,500 against Dallas. Uh, I think that we kind of touched on it a little bit. I feel like Cooper Cup got too heavily relied on this past week. I think they're going to try and uh, spread it out a little bit more. And hopefully uh, uh, Higby just gets a few, gets a few on the board. Uh, My flex, I'm going with Christian Kirk against uh, the Texans. Uh, I like this one. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a great game against Houston. And for my defense, I'm staying in the game. I'm taking the Jaguars defense uh, against the Texans. Uh, that Jags defense has been great. Uh, we touched on it, you know, in our Angoni's grabs. It's the first defense that was discussed this this year. Uh, they've been playing great, and they're going against a not great offense. Uh, so I think uh, I think there's actually points to be had in my defensive slot. So uh, yeah, Begley. You want to go ahead and run through your lineup real quick? Yeah, I'm going to go with Teddy B at QB, Dalvin Cook at running back, Alvin Kamara, so many plays, Chris Olave, Tyreek Hill, so many plays, Debo, Kyle Pitts, Brandon Cooks, and Minnesota's defense. And your weekly winning lineup, Josh Allen at quarterback, Dalvin Cook and James Robinson at running back, Stephon Diggs, Chris Godwin, Robert Woods at wide receiver, Logan Thomas at tight end. The flex is Kareem Hunt in defense. We're punting with Seattle. GG's going. Uh, my quarterback is Jalen Hurts. Got Dalvin Cook, Ramondre Stevenson, Mike Evans, Chris Olave, Gabe Davis, Tyler Higby, Christian Kirk, and the Jaguars defense. It's a good lineup, Wayne. That might be the best lineup you put together. I like it. I played around a lot of times with a few of the guys you have in there. Ramondre and Mike Evans in particular. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the outside looking in this week, I think. He got his one point, and we're hoping to take it away from him, Wayne. Yeah, I, I've been Steadward Edward this entire season, Goni. You have? I, no worse than two. Agreed. Yeah. I don't argue with stats and facts. That's a, that's a fact. It's hard to. That's it. That's it for the, for the week five preview. Uh, do we have any Reddit, Jamie's? We do have some Reddit jammies. Give me just one second. Let me fire them up. Love it. Absolutely love it. We're podcast for the people, right? We're here for the people, man. You know, it's it's that time of year where, where people are looking to, to shake things up. They started out 1-3, 0-4, right? It's, it's do or die season, and we're here for you. Okay, we've got a couple Dynasty questions. Dynasty Dave 16. Would you trade a 2023-1 likely mid to back in for Rashad Bateman? No, I don't think so. Probably not. I don't think I do either. The volume's not there. It, it's it's tough because, you know, he's the number one there. But let me just take a look to confirm. All right. Two, four, two, three. That's his reception count thus far over the season. It, it's just such a small passing pie there. Um, 
you don't know if they they could use one of their their picks to draft a wide receiver next year. You know, so now what? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I don't I don't like it though. Not for not for a first rounder, regardless of where it's at. Okay. I agree. Con the Dungeon Master, 10-team PPR. He says he's in a win-now season. Absolutely has to win now. Give CEH, Kittle, and a 23-1 for Mark Andrews and a 24-third. CEH, Kittle, and a 1 for Mark Andrews and a third. Yeah. Goni's smashing it, Wayne. Yeah, win now for sure. 10 team also that the, the depth ceh and kittle ceh shouldn't be starting in a 10 team no exactly exactly the the ceh is a depth piece in a 10 man and kittle you can't get on the field so get yourself a top yeah. two tight end that can win you weeks really the only th- the only thing that should be happening in your lineup after that trade is a massive upgrade at tight end yeah set it and forget it Agreed. Darius Slayton, wide receiver one. He's just doing a quick gut check here. 14 team, PPR, one QB. Goni, I'll start with you. Javanta and 223 first for Brees. He's getting Javanta and two ones for Brees Hall. You're slamming it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 110%. Yeah, every time out of every time. Yeah. Uh, 10 bands, 50 bands. 12-team, 1QB, soft rebuild. Wayne, he's giving Devonta, he's getting Chris Godwin in a mid-to-late 23-1. I'm sorry, Chris Godwin in a mid-to-late 23-2, or he can get a mid-to-late 23-1 in a 23-2 for Devonta. I need to repeat that, tell me. So he can either get a first and second for Devonta, or he can get Godwin in the second. Um, is he winning now? Soft rebuild. I don't think so. soft rebuild is so. Uh, I'm a I'm a rebuild or win now type of guy. Soft rebuilds take way too long. Give me picks. Give me them picks. Yeah, Wayne, I don't are want you Chris Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Just just don't softly do it. Just go all in. If you're gonna rebuild, rebuild. Jump in the pool, man. Just don't dip the toes. Just just jump yeah, already. You're you're just you're just prolonging the inevitable and you're just you're you're causing yourself more pain, man. Just if if you're gonna rebuild, just do it. Yep. To- to- totally agree. I'm in a full rebuild in one of my leagues as well. It's just me and Antonio Brown in the pool, man. Come on and hop in. Jeff eighty seventy three X Wayne. Oh man. man. That, don't don't just say a joke like that, then casually slide by. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. You're just gonna leave this behind. You're just gonna crop dust yeah, us. Come, with that come joke. get in this pool with me and AB. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna get in the pool with AB. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any part of that, man. Why are you in the pool, <laughs> Jeff? Eighty seventy three X Wayne. I'm gonna start with you as the Superflex expert on this podcast. Twelve. Call me the Superflex expert. 12 teams, super flex, <laughs> five flex, full PPR, tight end premium. It, it, this league's got the most complicated scoring I may have ever heard of. He's giving Javanta, and he's getting Jamal Williams a second and James Cook. No. No. I'm not doing it. He said he's competing-ish. No, see, you're not competing ish. That's not a thing. If you're competing ish, you're not competing. Just what if he is competing? Do you do the trade for Jamal? If he's a top three team, if you can look, we'll go by Goni's set standard here. If you can look at every roster in your league and you're a top three team, you're a lock for the playoffs, and you think you're you're among the top three, then yeah, then make the trade. But if you're not in that category, then go ahead and hang on to to Javante Williams. Go on, Jermaine. Same. Yeah, no, I'm I'm Wayne summed it up right there. I'm 100 percent with him on that. Okay, 
Uh, self high five super flex question. So Wayne, I'm going to start with you. It is also a tight end premium. Give Damian Pierce. It's a 10 team. That's important. Give Damian Pierce, get a 24, one, a 25, two and Devin Duvernay. No, too far out. Draft picks are too far out. Damian Pierce. Uh, he, he's the one, he's the one in Houston and he's, uh, he's doing good. I don't think they have any reason to um, give him uh, to add to the backfield at all in Houston. Uh, look for him to just uh, be consistent fantasy value for, for a couple years. Donnie? Yeah, I'm with Wayne. You keep Damian Pierce. If if you got Damian Pierce, whether it be in a you, – you picked him in your rookie draft or you did a startup this year, the man's been a gem. You got him late first, probably in the second, depending on you know where you draft or when you did your your rookie draft this year. Some people do it earlier than others. Um, yeah, he's a gem at the running back position on a bad team, and he's he's getting the work. He's gotten more work every week, and he's only gotten better. Um, I'm with Wayne. Those picks are too far out, man. You don't want to you don't want to delay that. It could yeah. be like this this past draft. If you didn't, honestly, it's just Brees Hall. If you didn't have the number one pick for from a running back perspective, you got no value. If yep. you didn't have the number one overall pick, you've got no value. Uh, well don't, said. I'm not chancing that two years, three years out. Totally agree. Well said. I, I agree. I'm with Goni there. Well said, Wayne. Uh, deck in 10 team super flex PPR. Wayne, I'm going to start with you first as the czar of all things super flex. Who would you rather have of the three running backs? Jeff Wilson, Singletary, or Kareem Hunt? It has nothing to do with Superflex. I was just thinking the same thing. Nothing to do with Superflex. Uh, is it a dynasty? It is It is a dynasty. Jeff Wilson, Kareem Hunt, who? Singletary. Devin Singletary. Uh, see, I'm loving Kareem Hunt next year. Wherever he goes, I'm loving him. Is that your guy? I think that's my guy. I think that's who I'm going with. Joni? Yeah, it's be- it's between Kareem Hunt and Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary is real, real difficult to come off of. Honestly, I-, I like Singletary a lot. I love the offense. I don't care about James Cook or his role in the offense right now. Um. But, I mean, Wayne does have a great point with it. I, I definitely see his point of view. I think that Kareem Hunt is the higher upside player. Give me, uh, begrudgingly, let me, I'll take Kareem Hunt as well for the fact that he can be a number one guy. I think he's got similar value to Singletary now, honestly, on a week-to-week basis. So, He's still got juice in the tank. He could go somewhere and be a number one next year, and he still possesses a great skill set. I totally agree. Buffalo did not draft James Cook to let him sit behind Devin Singletary. Um, Young XPR, the rare three-team trade. This is a super flex league, so, Wayne, I'm going to start with you. (laughs) Um, Tell me uh, me what you think about A, B, and C here, okay? Just give me just a quick – a quick synopsis of your gut. Team A, Brees Hall in two ones. Team B, Jamar Chase. Team C, Jahan D- Dotson and Jalen Waddle. Team How A. How you feel about the Brees Hall in the in the in the two ones, Jamar Chase for Dotson and Waddle? Team A is winning. Okay. Team B is in second. Team C is okay. in third. Donnie? Man, uh, (laughs) Wayne's probably right. I mean, I'd like to have Jamar Chase over everyone in that situation, but I'm thinking of, like, for them to get those picks, they probably had to give up Chase and Waddle, and if that's the case, that's not worth it to me to get Brees Hall in two firsts for Jamar Chase and a Jalen Waddle. Um, I don't know. Give me Jamar Chase. Give me Jamar Chase. Yeah, let me ask you a question, Gon. And uh, let me ask you this as somebody who we co-own a team where we own Jamar Chase. If a trade comes through the pipeline 
for and it's Brees Hall in two mid firsts. You're not taking it for Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, but not for Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle, who we both possess. Also. Okay, so you're just saying from this trade scenario that guy's probably giving up Jamar Chase in a first or Jamar Chase and Dotson. What if he's giving up like what if he's giving up Jamar Chase and Jahan Dotson? You do that still, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh yeah. I'm assuming yeah. I'm assuming somebody's giving up Jalen in a first and somebody's giving up Brees in a first. He doesn't say. But that's uh, if you're just seeing who's coming out winning, I think it's Brees and the two firsts come out the best. Jamar Chase comes out second. The guy that got Jalen and Jahan uh, is the worst of the three. I completely agree with you, Wayne. Uh, just a couple more here, and we'll, we will wrap it up. Also Brow had nothing to do with the Superflex. Brow T, 1994, 10-team, 3-flex uh, he said his team is not consistent enough to compete this year. And Goni, since this is not a super flex, we'll start with you. Give Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, get Amon Ross St. Brown in the 23 first. Mid first. Is that enough? I don't think that's enough. It's not enough. No. I'd, I'd at least ask for a second at a, at, at a minimum. Yeah, I mean, you got to tag something on. They're they're trying to buy low and sell high at the same time, which is excellent, great strategy by the guy that's trying to trying to do this. But no, nah, I think I'd I'd keep Jonathan Taylor. As Wayne mentioned before, we threw out the stat: Jonathan Taylor's twenty first in fantasy points uh, going into this week. He was like twenty second last year in fantasy points. He rattled off like eight one hundred yard games, crushed it in the back half of the year, and was far and away the RB one. Um. Yeah, he, I mean, he's going to have to prove it to me all year that he's not the same guy, and I just don't believe that he isn't the same guy yet. That's not enough value for me. Wayne? No, it's it's at a – it is the worst time to trade Jonathan Taylor. The, whoever's trying to trade you puts you in an absolute mind blender, so good <laughs> on that guy. But also, I mean, good on you to, to, not, to not smash the accept, uh, obviously – um, yeah. You had the foresight of knowing that, you know, Jonathan Taylor has the capability of being amazing. Uh, yeah, that guy's just, he's sending a trade at the best possible time where Amon Ra's at a, his values at an all time high and JT's at an all time low. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm holding here, not even yeah. thinking twice about it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Wayne, that's a good point, man. I, I know sometimes when we all do it, sometimes you need it. It's just somebody else's uh, uh, opinion about a trade. Necro 2, 12-team PPR, gone. Side A gets Debo and James Conner. Side B gets C.D. Lamb. Give me, give me the Debo side. And I'll tell you also another reason why I would take the Debo side okay. is – something that I had actually heard from talking fantasy football with someone. If Debo hits a certain amount of threshold this year for carries, there is a chance that he could have dual eligibility next year as a wide receiver and running back, similar to how Corderell Patterson did. And that alone is extremely valuable. He's already the engine to this team. Um, he, he can put up a big play. He can take a screen 70 yards to the house anytime, any given time. Um, so, I mean, if you have that and you're able to put him in a running back spot just in the future, that is, that is something few players in the league possess. So uh, that's partially driving that side for me and giving it the edge. Yeah. I'm smashing that. I'm taking Debo all day, every day, uh, and then trying to off James Conner for, for a second. Personally. I totally disagree with you guys, man, on this one. And I, I'm I'm not being a homer. Uh, I, I'm just looking at CD's target share, third best in the league right now. He's doing it with Cooper Rush on a team that doesn't have a lot of offensive snaps. CD's a he's a dude, man. I mean, he's showing the wide receiver one potential. We all drafted him on. Debo's looking like a wide receiver two right now. I don't know, man. I get it, but Dak scares me, man. If you told me that Cooper Rush was going to be under center the rest of the year, I would be more confident in CD. I, when, did, I know, when did Dak go out? 
Did Dak go out in week, week two one. or week three? Dak went out week one against Tampa. Yeah, he, he went, went out, out week, week one. one. Okay, yeah. So week one with in Tampa, four point nine points for CeeDee Lamb. Cooper Rush comes in. He has fifteen, twenty-two, and twenty-one. So Wayne might be onto something with that. With yeah, the Cooper but, Rush effect. But he had yeah, I I get it. Dak had a horrendous game. CeeDee Lamb still got eleven targets. Dak played atrocious. Yeah, Eleven terrible targets, dude. Dak is terrible. not an accurate passer. This like he, he and he's he's been trending that way. CD's also got rocks for hands at times. Like yes, he he, he should have had an easy like forty fifty yard touchdown in one of those games where it just doinked off his hands and he uh, it went from a a great game it could have been a a monster game a, a week winner. Yeah, I don't. I you you're right about rock for hands, and I Wayne, you know how I feel. I, I I do like Cooper Rush. Dak is pretty erratic at times. The CD is a wide receiver one. He's three years younger than Debo. He's only twenty three years old. He's a baby. He's gonna be locked into Dallas. He's gonna be tied to Dak or or somebody for a long time. Give me CD Lamb and give me the three years of youth all day here. Wide receiver, though, that's not a position where I, I necessarily care about that. You're talking about a lifespan that lasts until 30 years old, even where they're extremely productive. So, I mean, they peak generally around the 20, age 26, 27 year. And it, it's just not like running backs. It, it's not like running backs. 22 or 23 years old compared to 25 or 26 doesn't make a difference to me when it comes to wide receivers, personally. I mean, to. To me, give give me the stable full of of young wide receivers with promise, and I'll try to draft running backs. It's fair. It's just one less position I got to worry about. Um, all right, so you heard it there. Uh, we got two two for the Debo side, one for the CD side. We got two more, um, and we will make it quick. Drew England, ten team standard dynasty Goni, as our standard expert. T Higgins. Standard. For two ones and Tony Pollard, but they're late ones. T. Higgins for, for two, two firsts and Pollard. Yeah, in a standard and <laughs> a standard, I'm smashing that. This is standard as in not PPR, not you get. It's just yardage and touchdowns. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah, give me the picks. Give me the picks. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Yeah, come on now. God, standard scoring. The value of. Gross. Running backs soars, and the value of wide receivers plummets. Okay, fair enough. Last one, serious union, 63-71, 12-team super flex. Wayne, you know I'm going to kick it to you. It's .75 point PPR. Somebody just getting cute. Joe Mixon for Garrett Wilson. Wayneman, are you doing it? No. No, I'm a running back guy. Give me my running back value. Garrett Wilson for Joe Mixon. Yep. Uh, can I can I just say before I answer that none of these had even the slightest inkling of anything having to do with the super flex all night. Well, sure uh, it does because you know your flex your flex players are a little less valuable, right? Because you're playing the QB there, so you don't have as many spots for skill for skill position guys. I suppose that's. I mean, that's a good way of putting it. It's just I expect a quarterback question, uh, which we don't usually get because the quarterback's always going into super flex, even if it's Turd Ferguson, he's going in the flex. Um, with that being said, I'm with Wayne. Give me Joe Mixon. It's just you know Wayne. Wayne is so good at breaking down the intricacies and nuances of super flex and player values. Uh, the rankings he put out at the beginning of this year were tremendous. I like the Garrett Wilson side personally but you guys have heard my argument i think garrett wilson looks like a top 10 draft pick which is what he was zach wilson may not be as bad as we thought don't he it's from we surrounded it's one, him with talent it's one game man we'll see Gar- no garrett wilson is definitely solid i just just give me the scarcity of a running back uh, like running backs are hard to come by wide receivers are easy to replace uh, give me a solid running back with that gets high volume. That's, Goni, that's does Joe Mixon? Oh, sorry, Wayne, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, does Joe Mixon look a little worse to you guys, or is the offensive line just that bad? The offensive line hasn't been good by any means, that's for sure. Um, 
Uh, it's affecting the whole offense, right? I mean, the, the, let's just call a spade a spade on that. The, the whole offense doesn't look good, and it starts with the O-line. That being said, this past week they looked the best they've ever looked. So if we can get some more of that, we'll see. Okay. That is it for our Q&As. Always a good time. Podcast for the people. Podcast for the people. Gentlemen, uh, best of luck. Don't have any don't have any weekly doinks this this week, do we? We do not. So disappointing. What a shame. It really it is. is, man. I, I, you don't know how you don't know how hard I cheered for Drake London and Brandon Ayuk the last two weeks. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Do, nothing. We can't think of anything. No, we're all pretty like-minded. You can tell by our DFS lineups, man. We're all in sync this week. Man. All right. Well, there it is, Mad Mob. Playing it safe for LVP. <laughs> Thank you.